Amen. Amen. Enjoying that so far? Yeah, good. Three of you appreciate that out there. So, hey, I'm so glad you guys came out. I realize that when we get to this point in an outdoor service, like I've just got a few minutes, right? I mean, you were outside. There's so many things you can look at. Now we've got hamburger smell kind of floating our way over here. So uh, this is what I want to do this morning. We're going to go with part two of this series we've been talking about. We're calling it Ghost Stories. Now, I know we're outside. It's about as perfectly clear sky. There's not much spookiness going on here. But we're focusing on this concept of the Holy Spirit and who really is the Holy Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit work into our lives? And what is it the Holy Spirit is asking of us? So if you missed last week, that's a very important message to go back and to listen to. Let me recap really quick. The focus was in the, in the Old Testament creation up to Pentecost that the Holy Spirit was kind of with somebody, certain people at certain times. But we find at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit actually comes and he is now dwelling in people. Now, what we do sometimes is we like to, we like to kind of live like the Holy Spirit is kind of popping in and out every once in a while. But in reality, this gift of the Holy Spirit is given to indwell within us every moment of our life, every day. And so that's this definition that we started with. Now, this week, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go, you can do it right now on your phone, to windoverhills.org slash bulletin, and you're going to see the bullet, the sermon notes for this message. Now, there is no way in an outdoor service with hamburger smell floating our way I can get through this, this really intricate outline. Now, I've done kind of all the research for you, and there are so many scriptures I'm giving you to look up how the Holy Spirit works in our life and what the Holy Spirit does within us as we defined last week. So I want you to go to that outline and to use those whether now or this week during your devotion time. But I do want to share with you a very significant concept when it comes to this second part of the Holy Spirit living in us. Because I think most of you out there, most of you that say, hey, I'm a believer in Christ, I'm a Christian, I've been a Christian a long, long time, you would, if we honestly stopped, you might say something like, I don't really understand this Holy Spirit stuff. Or you might say it in terms of there seems like there has to be more to this Christian life. Or when we sing these words about the Holy Spirit, if you were honest, you might go, I don't ever really feel those things. Or I only feel them while we're singing that song. There might be a number of ways you actually articulate that. Because I think what we've done is we've actually messed up a concept in the Holy Spirit, and we've missed something the Scripture teaches us. And I want to kind of define that for you this morning and then share with you four quick ways that we actually see the Holy Spirit empowering our lives on a daily basis. But here's the thing. It starts with uh, kind of changing your concept of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. I want you to hear it this way. The Holy Spirit is a relationship to enter into. It's not a tool to be used. You understand what I'm saying? Like when we think of the Holy Spirit in terms of an it, a tool that we might pick up and use every once in a while, you know, like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to use the Holy Spirit today. Or I'm going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit today. We're not actually entering into what the Bible says is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. When we look at the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is actually defined as a person of the Trinity, meaning that the Holy Spirit is designed to have relationship with you. Now, I'm thinking about this this week in terms of, like, my wife. We've been married 20, 24 and a half almost years, right? And so when I think about relationship with my wife, 
like I think about the times where we interact with each other, right, on a daily basis. Some of it's just straight business, right? Hey, I'm going to pick up the kids today at 3 o'clock. You know, those type of things. We have that type of interaction. Then there's some other interaction, you know, that there's kind of that more uh, romantic or, or I talk to her in a way that I would never talk to you, right? right? And, and you can think of other ways we interact. That's what we call relationship. Now, think in terms of the Holy Spirit, that you are actually given the Holy Spirit. We talked about that last week, to live within you. But not to live within you to every once in a while do something for you, like boom, 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 wow, Holy Spirit fell. No, to live in you to have relationship. That you could actually go around on a daily basis interacting, talking with the Holy Spirit, speaking with the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit in you was designed to do. But what, we, what do we do? Kind of instinctually, and, and really it's actually no fault of yours. We actually set this up sometimes by the little phrases and terminology we use, whether in sermons or songs and stuff. We have actually thought the Holy Spirit is not a relationship, but the Holy Spirit is more like a tool to use. So we say things like, Holy Spirit, would you just fall today on me? And like the Holy Spirit is not up there going, well, let me check my skit. Yeah, yeah, I'm free. I can do that. You know, I can knock that out. What do you want? You got about, about a five-minute song? Yeah, I can do that. 20-minute sermon? Yeah, I'm there for you. You know, or, hey, you got to hold up a few minutes. You know, there's got this campfire going on over there, and they're doing better as one day. And you know that song never ends, right? So I'm going to be there a little while. I'm tied up, and then I'll be, like, like we actually think about it in these terms. But the Bible actually tells us the Holy Spirit is a relationship living within you, living within you. Now, picture that this same relationship with my wife that I just shared, right? If we got married 20, 24 and a half years ago, she moved in, you know, to, to where I was living. And think about if I didn't cultivate relationship at all from that point on. Like, she lived there. She had her place there, you know, so I have this acknowledgement of her. But, like, never that interaction that I just talked about. Never that, that kind of conversation or doing things together and just ever so often maybe you know there's this interaction think about the depth of that relationship that would occur you know it, it really wouldn't be there and so for us as Christians often is our connection with the Holy Spirit is confusing it feels like there's not much there it feels like the Holy Spirit just shows up at you know these emotional times or when these dramatic things happen but in reality, the Holy Spirit is there for us every single day. How do we know this? Remember last year, we are, last week, excuse me, we talked about this passage where Jesus came to his disciples and he said, listen, I'm leaving, I'm going to the Father, you can't come with me, but it is actually better for you that I go. Why? Because I am going to send, he calls him the counselor, the advocate, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. Jesus is saying, look, it's better for you that you have the Holy Spirit in you than you have me. It is like Jesus is saying this, look, it's better for you to have the Holy Spirit in you, in us, than to have Jesus next to you. Because that's what Jesus was. He was next to his disciples, with his disciples. But now he's saying, you will have the Holy Spirit in you, dwelling in you for relationship. In fact, most of us that became believers, you actually became a believer this way. You said a prayer, and you accepted Jesus, and you probably used this phrase, as your personal Savior, right? We love to use that phrase, personal Savior. In reality, what Jesus is saying theologically is the Holy Spirit is in you. That is this personal relationship that you get to have 
with the Holy Spirit every day of your life to interact with the Holy Spirit. And so that's how significant this spirit thing is. If you've never thought about Holy Spirit in the terms of a relationship, if you were like, yeah, I'm trying to have a relationship with Jesus, but I don't even know how to have a relationship with Jesus and what that looks like. Well, we keep telling you, read the Gospels, do what Jesus did, be about what Jesus was about, because we are to emulate Jesus and to be like him. But who is the person that you live in a relationship that helps you do that? It's the Holy Spirit. That's what the scripture is telling us about the Holy Spirit. If anything today, you could wake up tomorrow morning and start your new week, not with the idea that there is this mystical, mysterious Holy Spirit who may wander into your life at some point and then wander out just as quick, but you would redefine that in your thinking tomorrow morning and say, Holy Spirit, I want to cultivate this relationship with you today. And it's amazing what begins to happen when we just rewire ourselves to understand this Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a person to have a relationship with. Now, how do we build that relationship? I want to actually tell you a couple things that when we start building relationship with the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does. And here's what we like to do is we like to sometimes sit back and say, oh, Holy Spirit, come and empower me so I can do these things. In reality, it's this way. As I build my relationship with the Holy Spirit, I become empowered through the relationship. Not through like this supernatural power that just shows up every once in a while, but in the relationship with the Holy Spirit. Do you have somebody in your life, a friend, maybe a mentor who has empowered you in your life? That empowerment didn't just come because ever so often they drop, you know, like some incredible wisdom nugget on you. There was a relationship that was built. And it, when you cultivated that relationship, eventually the empowerment of their words or their advice or just the friendship itself made you into something that you weren't before. I've felt that like in my marriage relationship or with my, I mean, my best friend back in, in California. You know, I feel this empowerment because of the relationship. The Holy Spirit works the same way. Let me share with you a couple ways that the Holy Spirit empowers us when we build and cultivate this relationship. The first thing we find is the Holy Spirit gives believers power to actually speak and lead with wisdom, with boldness, with clarity. Like you can actually lead in your life and speak about Christ with this clarity. We find uh, that right after Pentecost, we talked about last week, when the disciples went out and they started speaking in, in, in the common languages that were all around there for the people that had come for the festival, that Peter actually stands up in Acts chapter 4 and in verse 8 through 13. This is in your outline. Please take the time to, to read uh, this full passage. And he stands up and he starts to speak. And let me give you a little snippet of what he says here. He says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, they had just healed the guy, and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Now, you might think, man, that's good Bible language, you know. This is coming from Peter. Listen, before this, 
if you were to listen to Peter and the way Peter would talk before this, you would have never heard anything as significant and as concise and powerfully spoken out of Peter's mouth. In fact, most of the time when Peter spoke, it was almost like immediately insert foot into mouth. You know, do you have that, that issue every once in a while in your life? That was kind of Peter. But now he's speaking with wisdom and clarity and directness, sharing about how this guy was healed, that they just healed through the name of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit empowers us, brings clarity. And before he brings clarity for it to get out of his, our mouths, we often get this clarity in our head of who God is and what Christ does and what we should share as well. The second thing we find is the Holy Spirit actually empowers us to endure hardship or to endure sufferings. In fact, we find this, this story about Stephen, and if you don't know the story of Stephen in the book of Acts, there was this group that was chosen to go out and to, to, to really to speak and to share, but, but one of the main things they were doing were they were collecting donations to take care of the widows uh, back in Jerusalem, the widows and the orphans. And Stephen got out there, and he was filled up with the Holy Spirit, and he's out there sharing about Jesus. And there was enough groups that at that time, they were not interested in hearing about a Messiah that had come. And so this particular group got so riled up. And so he shares this great speech about Jesus and coming and, the, and him being crucified. And they got so upset that they actually decided they were going to stone him to death. That's, that's actually what ends up happening with Stephen. Now, the whole story is found in Acts chapter 7. But let me just read you a spot here at the beginning and listen where the Holy Spirit shows up. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious, and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I have seen heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand. At this they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. You might remember he becomes Paul, a great Christian later. While they were stoning him, Stephen said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he was no more. We find that Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, will endure and go before this suffering and this pain. Now, I don't think you and I will ever have to endure what Stephen did. Lord forbid that we would have to endure something like that. But there's hardships that we face all the time that without the Holy Spirit, like we often, even as believers with great testimony of Christ, like we crumble to the pressure of these hardships in our life. And our witness diminishes and goes away. And we actually, when people look upon us, they go, wow, you were really living that faith when things were good, but now that things are bad, you're, it seems to crumble pretty hard. But this daily relationship with the Holy Spirit, if you would cultivate and build that every day, actually empowers you to walk through hardships while still witnessing the name of Jesus and living out what Jesus is all about, even in the midst of these hardships. The third thing we find in Scripture is that the Holy Spirit gives understanding. This, this understanding. Have you ever just been confused by something? that we actually find that God's word tells us that when we cultivate this relationship with the Holy Spirit, things that we read in Scripture, 
God actually brings clarity to them and brings, it kind of like opens our eyes to what God is really telling us or speaking to us about. Listen, I don't know how to explain to you how I can read a passage 150 times over the course of my Christian life. And then I read it one time preparing for a sermon or something like that. And my eyes are just flung wide open to what God is saying. And, he, and they're flung open and I hear it with such power and authority and I've never heard it that way before. In fact, I hear it in ways that like I'm on Tuesday preparing for Sunday and God is transforming who I am before I can ever get up here and say words to you, hoping God might transform you as well. What is that? That is the Holy Spirit bringing this understanding and clarity. And as we cultivate this relationship with him, that's what we see. The Bible speaks about this, and the Bible actually tells us a bit in 1 Corinthians that for those who don't have the Holy Spirit, this is so hard to understand, this concept, that this would be clear. In fact, the Bible says, listen, but a man who isn't a Christian can't understand and can't accept these thoughts from God, which the Holy Spirit teaches us. They sound foolish to him because only those who have the Holy Spirit within them can understand what the Holy Spirit means. Others are just taking it in. The scripture is just saying that when the Holy Spirit and that relationship has been cultivated, you understand things God is saying in a way that others have a hard time. Now listen, sometimes we mess this up as Christians. Sometimes we haven't been cultivating that thing of the Holy Spirit and our kind of needs or our desires or our wants get in there. And we like to say words like, I think God is leading me to. I think God wants me to. And I can't tell you how many times as a pastor I've been left scratching my head when somebody has said that, and I'm thinking, that doesn't sound very Scripture, you know, focused, or that doesn't sound very God. Um, so we mess it up sometimes. But when we cultivate this relationship with the Holy Spirit, and then we open up God's Word and we're reading and we're looking, this clarity comes upon us on what God wants us to be and do. And then finally, the Holy Spirit actually leads us and prompts us. It's the Holy Spirit who will lead us when we've cultivated this relationship, will tell us where to go and what to do. Even to Jesus, this happened. If you remember all the way back in Luke chapter 4, Jesus had just been baptized. And then we find he's going to go out into the wilderness and he's going to be tempted for 40 days. Doesn't sound very fun. He fasted the whole time. So no food and tempted by Satan, right, in the wilderness or desert. But do you remember who led Jesus into this? Four, chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led to the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It was the Spirit himself who led Jesus into this location. Now, I'm not sure the Spirit is always leading us to the wilderness, but the Holy Spirit will prompt and lead us where we need to go. When we're in touch with Him, when we've cultivated and we've built that relationship, it becomes clear what the Holy Spirit is trying to lead us to and prompt us to. Now, listen, we talked about speaking boldly. We talked about enduring suffering. We talked about getting understanding. We talked about being led and prompted. But here's the thing. If you start with those four and you, and you try to work those four with, ever, with not ever cultivating a daily relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're really not being led by the Holy Spirit on this. And we get kind of a weird mix of maybe a little bit of God and Scripture that we know, 
with maybe our own uh, thing, our best understanding that we can figure out. Start with cultivating this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Every day, understanding it's not an it, it's not a tool to be used, it's a relationship to be grown and cultivated. What's one of the best ways we cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit? Open your Bible up every morning. You know I'm an advocate. 15 minutes, same spot, same time, every day. Open that word up and just read and read. And let the Spirit speak to you through the Scripture. When you start to pray now, start to pray to the Holy Spirit and just speak to Him like you would speak to a friend, like you would speak relationally. Holy Spirit, be with me today. Walk with me today. Show me things I need to see today. Just speak and cultivate and build relationship. Now, next week, we have to ask the question, what does the Holy Spirit want us to actually go do, right? Because I don't think it's the Holy Spirit wants to fill us up, empower us, so that we can just, you know, kind of sit in our chairs in life. What does the Holy Spirit actually want us to do? And we're going to focus on that next Sunday as we continue and finish up our series. We'll be back inside next week. Watch about. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for your spirit, Lord, which fills us. And, Father, I, my prayer is that every single person here would understand and know what being filled with the Holy Spirit really look like. What a life like that really, uh, what that life is lived out. Father, I just want to ask that you would lead us in that. Father, if there be anyone here that today they need to change their concept and understand this relationship with the Holy Spirit, not an it to be used, not a tool, but a relationship to cultivate. Would they rewire their, their Christian thoughts on that and begin even now to cultivate that relationship? Lord, we give you praise in that. In your son's name, amen.